Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. This year, the Biden administration launched the American Climate Corps with the ambitious goal of putting more than 20,000 young people on career pathways in the fields of clean energy, conservation, and climate resilience. At the same time, a group of Greeks inspired by the AmeriCorps model of civil service have embarked on a mission to become Greece's National Climate Corps. The organization is called Ecogenia, and it's quickly gaining the attention of not only Greeks, but the U.S. and the EU as well. Lia Papazoglu and Erika Spagaku, the co-founders of Ecogenia, join me to talk about Ecogenia and its mission and explore how they are mobilizing young people in climate action projects across Greece. Lia, Erika, it's great having you on The Greek Current. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having mm-hmm. us. Thank you as well. Lia Ecogenia has quickly emerged as a dynamic organization with a unique mission in Greece to advance change, particularly on climate and the environment, through a model of civic engagement. What inspired you to found this organization? Yes, thank you for the question. And thank you again for having us. This is very exciting to be here with you. What inspired us to start Ecoyenia is really rooted in a personal experience I had in the States. So when I graduated from university in 2009, it was the height of the economic crisis at that time in the States. And it was not a great time to be a young person looking for job prospects. So I was looking for opportunities, and the then newly elected President Barack Obama tripled the size of a program called AmeriCorps, and I very excitedly signed up for this program, not really knowing what to expect, but knowing that I needed an opportunity and I needed a way to apply you know, my skills that I had learned at university. And this opportunity very quickly transformed my life very dramatically. Uh, it took me down a social impact and nonprofit career path. I met the most amazing people and the most amazing mentors for my professional life. So this transformative experience shaped so much of who I am. And at the same time, right, that same time period, 2009, 10, 11, I'm, as a Greek American, having the parallel experience of coming back to my other home country, to Greece, seeing my friends and family not having a similar opportunity to catch them during, you know, the same kind of financial crisis. And it really struck me that if an opportunity like this existed for young Greeks, it would benefit the country so tremendously, right? Keeping young Greeks here, avoiding brain drain, putting them at work in the communities where at times of crisis, you know, the needs in the communities arise tremendously. So how can we bridge that gap put young people that are eager to have purposeful work at work in the communities where it's needed most. It's the AmeriCorps model. And it's something I was thinking about since my AmeriCorps experience. After 10 more years of thinking about it, I finally felt like I had the ability and the know-how to try to make it happen in Greece. But frankly, a big, big part of that equation was finding the right co-founder. I didn't want you know, this program in Greece to feel like an American import, but to feel like a program that was adapted for the Greek reality. So finding the right co-founder was critical. And that's definitely where Erica commends. And I invite her to to chime in about her experience and co-founding this together. But, you know, she's been a critical part of the equation and building a team of Greeks that are in Greece to contextualize this has definitely been critical. Yeah, no, thank you, Leah. And thank you, Thana, again for having us. I think It was in 2020, just before COVID, that a common friend put Leah and I in touch. 
as the two Greek women working in sustainability that she knows. And I have to say, I was really inspired and filled with hope from listening to Leah's experience and the vision that she had for bringing civic service to Greece. And I have to say, we ended that call with me telling her, please look no further. I want to be your co-founder and I want to do this with you. My experience, parallel and very different to what Leah was going through at the height of the crisis, I graduated in a Greek university, I finished my undergrad in Greece, and I, I left abroad to do a master's degree in sustainable development in the UK. And unlike Leah, as I wanted to come back to Greece and do good work on sustainability in Greece, I didn't have an American equivalent to catch me. And like the US youth at the time, Youth unemployment was skyrocketing and the jobs that were on offer were not really matching or justifying the investment that my family and my parents had made in my education. So I was a product, as I like to frame it, of brain drain and ended up staying abroad. So really that concept of trying to create opportunity for young Greeks in Greece so they don't have to go through that same experience is what inspired me upon hearing Leah's story to really want to embark on this journey with her. The past few years, whether we're talking about wildfires, heat waves, or floods, have shown us that climate change isn't something in the distant future. As the first generation that is really feeling the impacts of climate change, is it all the more important, in your opinions, to engage with a broad base of citizens, particularly young people, on this issue? Absolutely. Yes. On a personal note, I can start there. Erica and I both are sustainable development practitioners, and it was very important to us in the founding stage that everything we design is with climate action in mind. So Greece has, like every country, has a lot of work to do here. And we wanted to make sure that in designing these programs that young people are at the forefront of this climate action we're targeting a group 18 to 30 years old. And this generation globally, they are the ones that are truly having to plan their future around this, right? It is affecting choices in their daily lives, what they're going to be pursuing in their careers, how they're going to be growing their families, where they're going to be living. We cannot make decisions the same way our parents and grandparents did. We don't have that luxury anymore and we're running out of time. So that urgency is there. We are seeing it firsthand from our cohort members, we've done different focus groups and collected different sets of data from them. You know, regardless of what someone has studied, they're very aware about climate change. They care deeply about it. They maybe don't know how to plug into the solution. And one interesting anecdote, when we have surveyed our cohort members, most of them, when they're asked, they say they do care deeply about climate change and it does worry them. But when we ask them how often they talk about this with friends and family, that percentage went down dramatically. And how much they think their friends or family care, it also drops down, which to me is very interesting because what that tells me is most young people care deeply, but they don't know that their peers care deeply and they don't really know how to have those conversations or how to plug into it. So that is definitely part of what we're trying to offer is this space where young people can learn about it, do something practical, and learn from one another. Erica, are you seeing people in Greece being receptive to this model, which for somebody from the U.S., this might seem very familiar, you know, the AmeriCorps model and civic engagement in general. Is this something that's resonating with Greeks? 
Well, it's very interesting, actually, because as the audience knows by now, you're absolutely right. The Kojenya's inception was directly inspired by Leah's America experience. And though there are various national civic service programs across Europe, including in France, Germany, but also in the south of Europe, in our neighboring Italy, when we started talking about civic service in Greece, we found it a bit challenging to explain the concept at times. And, you know, there's various sociopolitical reasons for that, partly because service is linked to military service in Greece and people sometimes have allergic reactions to that concept, partly because the civil society movement in Greece is still in a phase of maturing and growing. But I have to say that after two years of talking about the concept and finding the right vocabulary and terminology to talk about this in Greek, because that's another challenge we had. After two years of doing that and really starting that public dialogue and reaching far and wide to talk to civil society organizations, foundations, and even public stakeholders about the potential of civic service, People are very enthusiastic about the potential it presents, and we're seeing that across sectors, really. And we're seeing it from, you know, volunteer organizations that can see the added value that civic service could bring to create in lifelong volunteers in their communities after they have perhaps gone through a civic service experience. We see it from the public sector, you know, the municipalities and majors that we work with, can really see the multiplying potential of having teams of young people in the ground accelerating some of the work that they have to do and deliver. And we're seeing it with young people. If they can learn by doing in a community and offering in a community, while also receiving a small stipend to compensate for their time, that really presents an opportunity that addresses youth unemployment, even for a short time of 6 to 12 months, which is the time span for civic service. But also it invests in a green-minded workforce that can really drive the green transition for Greece. Leah, what's the scope of Ikogenia's current projects? Can you tell us about some of the ways that young people are making an impact right now? Yes, absolutely. So our current projects have been small pilot projects to showcase this model in Greece. So we have been piloting 10-week-long service terms. We hope to scale this to 6 to 12 months. But in these 10-week service terms, we have demonstrated two impact areas so far. So these cohort member teams, what they've been up to in the first pilot project, it was related to a sustainable tourism model. So we've been calling this our ecotourism program. And these young people have actually been boots on the ground, building and maintaining trail networks, revitalizing existing trail networks, and co-designing with local communities how to think about a trekking community or bringing tourists that are going to come up and enjoy the mountains that have a different mindset than, let's say, tourists that are going to come and party you know, down by the beaches of the cafe bars. So trying to attract a different type of tourist, trying to provide the infrastructure to attract those types of tourists that are going to enjoy the beautiful natural resources that Greece has to offer and bring some life back to some of these remote communities that are slowly dying, right? There's not a lot of job opportunities in some of these remote places. Most people listening probably have a choreo somewhere where they can imagine this, right? What would it be like if we were to revitalize trail networks in whatever village or region you're familiar with and try and attract people to come and enjoy nature in that way? So that's that's been one of our pilot projects. And since Greece does rely so heavily on tourism. We know that this is a 
critical area to be spending some time and efforts and how we can use young people as boots on the ground to create a more sustainable tourism model for Greece. The second has actually been an education pilot where we are using teams of young people to run active climate citizen workshops with young children. So this is very common in the AmeriCorps context where teams of AmeriCorps members support the public school system or support different informal learning opportunities. So we're trying to showcase here in the Greek market that you can use young people in the same spirit, helping to increase capacity for teachers and for educators by bringing this exciting, you know, engaging curriculum in a different format. And this project was very popular with our cohort members. They really loved the opportunity to work with young children because there also are not a lot of opportunities to do so outside of becoming, you know, a teacher or an educator. So Those are the two practical uh, examples of pilot projects we've done. We're excited to expand into new areas, but hopefully that gives you a taste of what it is we've been offering so far. Erica, I've noticed that you know, Ecogenia has also partnered with the U.S. Embassy in Athens. What can you tell us about this partnership and how do you see your work fitting into the broader discussion on the U.S.-Greece relationship as a whole? So we have partnered with the U.S. Embassy specifically to do a cultural exchange to accelerate and build local climate resiliency on the ground. Now, what that means or what it includes and entails is really partnering with the California Conservation Corps through this embassy grant to be able to bring and host a team of California Conservation Corps members and a few members of their leadership team In our next project that's scheduled to happen in April to July 2024 at the foothills of Mount Olympus in the area of Litochoro, where we will be working with the local community around disaster preparedness, prevention, and relief. And so through the partnership with the embassy, what we're going to do is host a team of experts from the California Conservation Corps who are doing this work across the state of California, year-round, a lot of experience in wildfire prevention, disaster management in general, and really leverage that know-how and capacity building to train a team of Greek cohort members that will be enrolled in our program, as well as our team on dealing with disaster on the ground, but also preparing communities, because that's the space that we can occupy in that impact area. The partnership will also include a green job fair, We're partnering with the American College of Greece in the context of this grant to host a green job fair for young people in Greece to really understand the breadth and width of what jobs are really offered in the green transition and what are the skills they need to develop to be able to really compete in the market. And the part that I'm most excited about is that we will be leveraging this partnership to host an advocacy roadshow, again, in collaboration with the California Conservation Corps to be really having targeted conversations with stakeholders from the private and public sectors in Greece to be talking about what are the enabling frameworks that we need, what are the legislation adjustments perhaps that we need to be able to scale civic service nationwide. Leah, we just heard about you know this great partnership with the U.S. Are there any practical steps that you see that are transferable from your experience with AmeriCorps that we could look forward to? Absolutely. We're so lucky to have the direct mentorship of AmeriCorps and in particular the California Conservation Corps and some examples of what they do that we find so exciting and things that we can apply here. You know, every member in the California Conservation Corps is trained to respond in times of disaster. 
So if something happens, they stop their project work, no matter where they are in the state, and they are mobilized on site to help with that relief and recovery efforts. And sometimes they're even trained to be responsive, right, in the time of an emergency. So not only are they working on preparedness and prevention, they can all be mobilized in time of disaster, which is so helpful when those moments arise. And we know they're only going to keep happening with climate change exacerbating these natural disasters. So we're so thrilled to have their mentorship and they have this practical knowledge and experience that we are hoping to apply here in Greece. Leah, you know, what else should we be expecting from Ecogenia? Yes. So next year's work in Mitochoro with the California Conservation Corps is very much at the heart of what we are planning and, and building our vision towards. But next month, the month of November, for folks living in the States, you'll be very familiar with the month of giving, right? And Giving Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So we will be running a campaign hoping to bring in support and collaboration from the diaspora to help us build a foundation to continue our work. So that way we can really be approaching next year solidly with all of the resources and, and support that we need. So we would love if any listeners would be interested in supporting our work to check out our website and consider sharing and raising awareness about our campaign during the month of November. Leah, Erica, it's been great speaking with you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. In other news, Turkish President Erdogan, in his strongest comments yet on the Gaza conflict, said on Wednesday that Hamas was not a terrorist organization but a liberation group fighting to protect Palestinian lands, adding that he had canceled the previously planned visit to Israel. Unlike many of its NATO allies and the EU, Turkey does not consider Hamas a terrorist organization and hosts members of the group on its territory. More than 1,400 Israelis were killed by Hamas fighters in a surprise attack on October 7th, and the Israeli armed forces say 203 hostages, including women and children, have been abducted and are now being held in Gaza. Finally, the readiness to activate contingency plans for the evacuation of U.S. nationals from Israel and Lebanon is the primary reason that a large number of U.S. military transport aircraft have been transferred to Crete Air Base at Suda Bay in recent days. A similar role, albeit significantly limited, will be played by the 112th Combat Wing at Elefsina. Aircraft have landed in Greece from various bases in Europe, Italy, Germany, and the UK, for example, and their main purpose is to be on standby in case the plan to remove some of the estimated 600,000 American citizens living in Israel and Lebanon is activated. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.